To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Uh, like, subscribe, share, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, one of these ways you can get ahead, go ahead and check out the Weeble app. The Weeble app, the affiliate link is in the description down below. Stock trading, cash management, ETFs, uh, all kinds of awesomeness that can help you start your own portfolio for the ease of a phone, tablet, or desktop. By using the affiliate link down below, you'll get free stock simply by funding your account. Uh, also, currently, the annual percentage rate for cash management, basically federally protected savings account, is at 5%. At least for me, it is. Um, so you'll get you'll take advantage of that regardless of whether or not you use the affiliate link. But if you use the affiliate link, I'll get free stocks as well as you getting from free ones as well. I think it's like up to 12 right now. It's a great way. It might be able to help you pay for some of those Christmas gifts, and they're not cheap this year. So go ahead and check out the affiliate link in the description down below. Questions, concerns, comments, you can hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com, or you can get me up. Get me up. You can Hey, hold the phone here. Let's just be friends. You can hit me up through Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can direct me, message me there if you're more than if you'd like. Uh, but the best way, of course, is uh, positivesarcasm.com. You can just and off it goes. Okay, did I say turkey? I did mention turkey, didn't I? Yeah. Apparently, everybody's least favorite freaking poultry for some reason. I don't know. Everybody complains about it. I don't. Everybody complains. There is a reason to maybe complain about it this year because it isn't as available as I thought it was gonna be. So I did say I think it was last year and the year before that. It's like we know shit's about to hit the fan when turkey when you. When paying for a turkey costs more than $10 during Thanksgiving. That has always been my biggest concern. I've said that before. Last year, bang, no worries. I think I bought seven, and they were between like six and $10 because obviously if you um, – I mean the, the standard math is they should be around between 39 and $0.49 cents a pound. So if you get a 16-pound turkey, it costs you under $8. Bam, you win. And if you cook the turkey right, which is something I do know how to do as far as efficiency goes, you'll be able to use – the entire bird so 16 pound turkey 49 cents a pound did i see that number this year well um went into the first grocery store all right obviously it was in saturday so it was saturday's prices saturday's prices are always different from sunday's prices so there's two things one are they going to have the inventory two are the prices actually going to drop so off i went saturday prices are still too high 10 cents. And this stuff matters. These are the little things you pay attention to if you know the world is about to go to shit. Even though it kind of, it's, a, it's a thing for me. That's when I know there's some serious problems. So, Saturday, prices were too high. Different place, though, to purchase. Today, I went and checked it out this evening. Took Chase for a walk. Went in the grocery store. Looked around. All right. What do we got? We got the expensive ones for like a dollar nineteen. We got the mediocre ones, the premium ones for like a you know for ninety nine cents. All right, where's the forty nine cent pounders? Where are they? Those are the ones. Those are the key. 
I look over, I see the sign, turkeys, 49 cents. I'm like, yes, we're in it. And then I went to grab one, gone. All of them, every single one, gone. There was, of course, the other ones for 99 cents, and there was a couple of ones over here. But, of course, you know, they were gone. So it's like, yes, I won the price war. Or excuse me, I won the price battle, but I ultimately won the lost the turkey war. Or I'm currently losing the turkey war. Because there's nothing around. There's nothing around. Like they're they're not available. At least in this place. So I'm gonna have to try again tomorrow, or I'm gonna have to try again Wednesday, um, or this week after Thanksgiving. Sometimes the prices drop after Thanksgiving, and that would be that's really awesome. But it's like I didn't realize it. It's like oh they're gonna be there. They usually make ton of those things. They have a ton of those things at a lot of the main stores that you go to, and we have plenty of them up here. But it, it didn't dawn on me. And sometimes this happens. I'm not perfect. You know, we're only as we're only as accurate as yesterday's information and tomorrow's theories. So it didn't occur to me that they'd be completely out, gone. So, I mean, obviously, should I try, try again? Because that's my thing. This is the thing I do every single year. All right. We're going to stock up on meat. You know? We're hunting for deals. Obviously, we're not hunting for turkeys, but we're hunting for deals on turkeys. I mean, if it really gets that ridiculous, I might just send Chase out to go grab one in, uh, you know, out in the woods. He's totally capable of doing it. He has yet to get his first uh, catch of a turkey, a wild one. But I think if we plan accordingly, I'm pretty sure he can get a few under his belt. Be way cheaper than 49 cents a pound. That's for damn sure. But, but not by much. But that's the thing is... Am I going to be able to capitalize it? But I'm, I'm still struggling with this thing. I've, I've done it every single year for probably, I'd say, 15 years now. 15 years, averaging seven, between five and ten turkeys a year. I mean, I've cooked over 100 at this point. Over 100 turkeys. I cooked more turkeys in my life than I think my mom has. So it's like, I don't... I don't want that little tradition to end i want to have end up with a couple in my fridge where i can barely fit anything else in my freezer like a, a package of dollar 89 peas and carrots for chase i want to i want to have at least a little more room a little more room to stuff something in there you know just so that and obviously i've moved i i'm, I'm preparing for this this is my moment this is my 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 moment of frugalness to shine so this is what I'm I'm really hoping to do. I can't you know, I can't I can't get it out of my, my mind like this is what I have to do. I, I I get it. I've struck out the first two times. The first time was more of like a warm up run. It's like, okay, there's turkeys here on Sunday, they're gonna turn the corner and they're gonna drop to forty nine cents a pound and I'm gonna grab them and then boom I'm gonna win. Or am I? I think by Wednesday I think at least by Wednesday there should definitely be a couple in my travels there should be and i think and as i've seen like shoppers habits lately i'm going to assume i'm going to assume unless they're all purchased beforehand like the toilet paper wars of the 2020s um that after thanksgiving's over 
there'll be a bunch of turkeys left over that they're going to try to clear out. I'm assuming. I'm not 100% certain. This is concerned to. This is definitely a concern to me because this is a supply and demand thing. Generally, they make them cheap because uh, they've already signed that contract. They're going to get them at this percentage. Blah 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 blah. But the fact that they're already gone is what concerns me. That's concerning. To me, this feels like real estate inventory all of a sudden. It's like, are we going to have a bidding war over a seven, you know, over a 15-pound bird? That's that in itself is bothersome. So hopefully, um, hopefully by next Sunday evening, I can happily report to you that I, I have accrued a large amount of gobblers uh, for my freezer and um, I can continue my, my dominant reign on the super frugal shopping that I've, I do because I'm doing very well. I mean, my grocery bill is tiny. I mean, without the turkeys, my grocery bill today was three dollars and 74 cents or something like that i basically just bought two things of vegetables i didn't buy any other crap and i have dinner i have dinner make i have made i have soup i have ground beef and vegetables i've got starches um i've got chases i just started serving chase chicken feet like big package of chicken feet so basically his um his nutrition is is sums up like this uh, obviously so i was i actually i bought him another package of dry food because somebody else didn't want it so i'm going through this package of dry food but i switched from the dry food to like a like a tube like you know obviously something a little more i don't know i guess better for him but this is more like a base this is like a little base it's a small amount of food and then the rest of it is vegetables so i made him like a i actually made him like fresh carrots and fresh uh, uh butternut squash but today it's peas and carrots. Peas and carrots, nice, you know, nice and simple. Something his stomach can digest very, very easily. Something he likes to enjoy. He didn't like to use. He didn't. He used to when I first got him back. He didn't like peas or carrots back in the beginning. He just it wasn't his thing. He'd eat around them. Now it's like gone, like gone. Nothing's left in there. And then maybe a little bit of drizzling of olive oil and uh, olive oil or fats from the food, and then of course. Um, like a fish oil pill i cut a fish oil pill and i drizzle that on top of that so he gets all that and of course he gets like a meat whether it be like ground beef or steak or what have you um or chicken of course like chicken i got i definitely got a steal on chicken this week i got there was uh the place that i didn't happen to get, the first place i looked to, and i ended up not getting turkeys i ended up getting a freaking steal on other poultry and other product like i really was like that's a killer deal so i did okay that way um but it's time for the next round of you know animal proteins that i can fit in my freezer for the time being and this is the time where i go long and i really gotta i gotta make I, this can't i cannot field goal this time of year when it comes to shopping this is when i have to fucking touchdown two-point conversion let's go fill that shit up and it's great for him because his nutrition also relies on these animal-based proteins to fill things out. But um, hopefully I will prevail. Now, on top of all that, I also found like, oh, that's right. Animal, they, they there are certain things that also dogs can, in, you know, digest that's really, they enjoy eating and it's really, really good for them. And I decided like chicken feet, um, it's like, oh, that's perfect for him. And you can, 
you can web search this all day long if you want. The fact is, is that as long as you don't boil it, they the chicken feet is like everybody raves about it. There's the collagen, there's the crackling of the bones. Since he's a hunting dog, he loves the sounds of the sound of bones crunching. He loves that. Um, the overall flavor of it, it is poultry. The skin, everything, and it's just like a claw. It's like ah, but it's just frozen. I don't boil it or anything. I literally just take it out of the package, make sure I can rip it off of the other bones that it somehow freezes to, and I just put it, place it right there in his food bowl. He eats around it. He finishes everything else, licks the bowl, everything clean, and then only then, when he's done with everything else, is when he dives into that bone. And he takes that, takes that chicken foot, goes and, and goes his own way with it, and you just hear the joy of that crunching and he's just and it's it's great he absolutely loves it and i know uh, i hope to for a very long time be able to supply him with that joy like that's an awesome thing you know it's almost like a christmas present every single day for him mm. so uh enough about that um we're gonna move on to one more thing before we get today to, to this week's q a so I had a rough Saturday morning, per se. I talked to my buddy Johnny Monotone, who I'm hoping to do a podcast with again, um, this time surrounding taste-testing hot sauces. Um, and then after that, I started to get ready for my day, uh, start putting things together, and it's like this, that, and the other thing. It's like, all right. I, and I have a specific spot, basically, for everything that I own, basically. And I started going through my bag. I'm like, all right, I'm going to need my money clip so I can do this, this, and this. All right. Going to my top pocket my bag money clips not in there oh, not supposed to be any cash in there there's like five euros that somebody gave me oh no i found five euros on the ground weird um so my money clips not in there all right well when did i last when did i last use it it's probably in my pocket of my all right i checked the last pair of pants that i had they were in the dryer nothing in there okay let me go upstairs nothing upstairs Okay. Let me go to the bathroom. Maybe they're in my. Maybe they're. You know, I threw it in my. Uh, or I checked my lunch bag. Not in any of the pockets of the lunch bag. Not in the lunch bag. I checked the whole my whole backpack that I carry my laptop in. Nothing in there. I check my personal hygiene bag, my toothpaste and shit. Nothing in there. Okay. Let me let me check my bag that I keep clothes in when I'm traveling. Each pocket. Nothing in there. Okay. Alright. Let me check the car outside. Nothing in there. Alright. I'm doing some hard searching now. I'm going through the laundry. At least parts of it. Nothing in there. Alright. Shit's getting real. My day is starting to turn serious now, and I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to hear those voices. All right, so what do I do now? All right, there's obviously I went for a walk the day before. I took that route. All right, so convinced to go that route. Walked that route, looking everywhere, not there. All right. We're still in the process of retracing their steps. There's still tons of places to look. What's the next place? All right. Check, recheck everything in the apartment. Okay. 
Steady focus. Go right to the spots you know you'd put it. All right? You're checking the podcast desk. Is it there? No. Is it next to your your work backpack? Is it on top where you keep your keys and you keep waste bags? Is it right in that little spot? Nope, not there. Anywhere in the kitchen? Nope, not there. Bathroom? Check the bathroom again. Nope, it's not on the shelf. What about in the workout room? Right on top of the dresser, the bureau. Is it there? Nope, not there either. All right. Time to check the Lincoln. Is it in the Lincoln? Look around where it was, because I didn't use it that night. Check around it. Check in it. Check under the seats. Stuff slides out of the pocket, goes under the seats. That happens, right? Check it. Center console? Nope. Under the seats? Nope. Side side panels? Nope. Glove compartment? Nope. Trunk? Check the trunk. Maybe it fell out of something into the trunk. Check the trunk? Nothing. Back seat? Nah. No reason to be back there. All right. Okay. Where to next? All right. Not here. Not there. Where do we go next? This is important because time is of the essence. If it is indeed out there in the world, where would it be? All right. Let's get moving. Off we go. Check an office area. Mustang's there. Check the Mustang. Get right in there. Dig in. Maybe it's in the center console. Check the center console. Two cup holders. Nothing. I've lost it in the Mustang before in between the seats. Check the seats. Are they under there? Nope. Dashboard? Nope. Side panels? Nope. Trunk? Nah. Don't be silly. Glove compartment? Nope office i got this office area go and check there nothing nothing not a goddamn thing you know it's not there stupid leave the area okay take a break think about things go to pierce island let chase run around thinking in your head thinking in your head thinking in your head thinking in your head all right this is done what's the next thing where was I last? Walmart? I was getting vitamins. I remember doing that. That was the last purchase I made. Or was it? Check the purchase history. Nope. New Hampshire State Liquor Store. Had to grab something really quick. Went there. Spoke to the manager. Nothing. So I've exhausted my, uh, you know, places where I rested my head. Places where I often go to. Okay. What else do we got? So I've checked two cars. I've called, at this point, called two different police departments. Okay. Checked three, combed, basically, three different locations. Retraced every place that I walked. And there's no, and here's the thing. It's called a money clip. There's no money in it. So there's really nothing worth stealing. And no purchases have been made. Check the area of last purchase. Nothing. And at the area of last purchase, obviously, there's no place to check the place I thought it was originally my last purchase because 
I had to take it out to use it at the other place, so no reason to go back to the last place. <coughs> they didn't have it. Check for the fraudulent buys. All right. At this point, I am. Oh, I was already infuriated. I am. How? How can I be so irresponsible? How can I be so fucking stupid? How could you let this happen? You preach this day in and day out of responsibility and organization and keeping your head in the game here. This is everything that you're about. After everything you've been through, this is what you focus on 99% of your time. And you let this happen? How do you expect to get gas, make purchases, do everything? Banks are closed. You have nothing on you. You don't exist. That's what's going through my head this entire time. So, I got online. I cancel one card just for safety measure because that's an aggressive card. Claim it is lost. And then I go and I temporarily freeze two other cards. And I sit back and I start to feel defeat washing over me. Which is not a game I like to play. I go to sit down. And before I do, I want to move a chair. And I go to pick up the chair. I move it aside. And I look over to where the chair was. And immediately from the site, what was supposed to be elation turned to incredible anger as I literally kicked the entire fucking money clip across the living room and almost blew out a pane of glass. <coughs> that's how I found it. And that's how I responded to me finding it. With pure nuclear steam anger. That is understandable, but no, not excusable. Like, I immediately responded in anger to this device that I've spent hours looking for. And thankfully, it did not leave the vicinity. It was not just out there in the cold, shivering. It was right there the whole damn time. How? I still don't know how. But I immediately walked back over to my computer, re-enabled two cards. The other one I don't care about. It'll be in the mail. And then boom, off I go. No harm done. But the emotional exhaustion, that type of stress, for me, unnecessary. I still feel it. I still feel that anger. And that exhaustion from being that angry and being um, <coughs> that hyper-focused on finding that thing. And, like, obviously I had this type of anger and this type of focus when trying to claim Chase as my own. But I was greeted with love and even more energy when he came into my arms. This, 
I was greeted by more anger and more frustration of, you went through all this, and you didn't even think to just lay down on the ground and check underneath your surroundings? You could have avoided all of this six hours ago. And that is like, that is something that, especially this time of year, when everybody is just on the edge and you can't find turkeys in the fridge at the at the off uh, at, at the fucking grocery store when you have to keep your head when you have to make sure that your essentials are nearby at a moment's notice because without that yeah you generally don't have anything you don't you you don't have gas to put in your car you can't buy groceries you can't go and get your hair cut you can't you get pulled over you're screwed it makes it only more difficult to go get um you know go get cash out of the bank they gotta ask you questions it's like i'm not i'm no fucking mood for questions but you're at the will of of the fucking of the wind but you know retracing your steps these things did prove useful that I did not lose these things anywhere. That it was a fluke incident that it just happened to be sitting by in a spot with that I've paced back and forth a dozen times. And that also I didn't include ripping the entire laundry apart. But that is that I should have just once I saw it all that anger should have just dissipated but instead it culminated into a swift kick across the room of a thing that i've been searching for thank god it's not fragile thank god it's just pieces of plastic and some metal but that pain that anger i'm still feeling it so how do i and it's a once in a, it's Obviously, this does not happen to me often, but it's like, this is the thing I go out of my way to avoid, that I'm super uh, uh, anal about. That shouldn't happen. It's unexcusable. But that anger at the end, that's the part that's not necessary. It happened. It, uh, it did happen. Thankfully, nothing bad came about it, but that part wasn't needed. That's the stuff I try not to do in front of Chase. I try not to do in front of other people. But that's the thing, like, that's that's where I start to falter my personality. And I kind of need to work on that. But my quality checks, my error checking, proved to be valuable. But obviously, it being in your surroundings, the obvious is always the most obscure. It's right in front of your nose. It's gonna be. It's been here the whole time, and unlike these college kids and these young people that I see nowadays, I'm way more organized than they are. I'm way more opportunistic than they are. But I got an anger problem, and it it definitely reared its ugly head. I'll be for a brief moment, but at a very a brief aggressive moment. And that's something you have to admit, and I know, I know I'm an, I'm an angry guy, or at least a intense guy. 
you know and that's these are personality traits that i work with and obviously thinking backwards it's like all right where did you lost something where did you last leave it where did you last use it how long ago was that all right quality check that item go back to those spots even though you think it's not there when was the last time you physically saw something that you were looking for Go back to that last time you could possibly remember and start and literally retrace your steps. I put my hand on the bed. I put my hand over here. I looked up here. I patted the dog's head. I moved this pillow and boom, boom, boom. There it is. That's generally how it works. And it's a strong practice. Everybody always goes, the other people who don't practice this, this technique, it's like, where'd you find it? I don't know. No, you know. If I knew, I'd find it. No, that's how you find it. Mine was merely just a fluke incident where I ne it was a place I never thought it would end up, but it happened be happened to be there the whole time. How that happens, I don't know. Are there ways to prevent this? Yes. It generally doesn't sit in my pocket. I generally put it in other places. Unless I'm intending on using it, then it's out of there. Because I don't like this a money clip sitting in my pocket the whole time if it doesn't have to especially when I'm wearing nicer pants that have thinner lining because then it will rub up against the thinner lining and wear out the pocket. And then I basically lost a good pair of pants. So just something to think about. Um, you angry son of a bitch. So it's Thanksgiving week. we got to solve some problems. You know how we do that. Dig.com's Q&A. So let's do a round of Q&A and then we'll close up shop for this Thanksgiving week. Once again, if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com. Um, I'm, I'm available. Video version. Starting to get some views on Rumble. What what that's all about. But uh, hey, if you want to subscribe on there, you're more than welcome to. The video version of this podcast is available exclusively on Rumble. Rumble.com. Look for Positive Sarcasm. Audio version. Anywhere where podcasts are available. Substack, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's all there. Here we go. Let's do some dig.com Q&A. Let's get that article monitor up. We have... All right, did I get all that? Yeah, it's good. We have three children under five. Ooh. And we all store our toothbrushes in a bin next to the sink. There are a number of child-sized toothbrushes and three adult toothbrushes. I don't know which is mine, so I just grab whichever toothbrush is handy and use it. On rare occasions, it's been a child's toothbrush. I'm curious how the bristles feel, but mostly I grab a random large toothbrush and sometimes grab my wife's toothbrush. She objects. Um, you need to color code. Don't just grab a random toothbrush. People do have a thing about that, their own toothbrush. It's kind of like it's in an intimate area that needs to be cleaned twice a day. You need to take responsibility and make sure that if you want to just grab some random toothbrush or if you just want to grab a toothbrush immediately, then you should take your toothbrush and put it in a specific spot. It's okay. You could separate yourself from the pack as long as you stop using your wife's toothbrush. And you may think it's no big deal, but for her, it's a big deal. She doesn't want your fucking tooth. Your, your, she doesn't want her toothbrush in your mouth. It's an intimate thing. And that's pretty clear cut use may put your toothbrush in a spot where you'll always use it your wife will help you with this as long as you stop using her shit and she has every right to be bad with you if you use my toothbrush without asking me i'd be like that's fucking disgusting let's move on to the next one 
I and my wife have two daughters. Congratulations. <sighs> no more tea. Our 15-year-old's given name is honestly something I would change if I had the option at this point. It's long, stuffy, and the kind of thing that you would expect to see in a young adult fantasy novels. Because of this, she goes by Maggie, a much shorter nickname, instead of her birth name. This irritates my wife to no end. Maggie's name had sentimental value to her, and she is mad that Maggie is dishonoring us by going by a trashy, quote, trashy nickname. She fights with Maggie all the time over this very minor issue, and she just won't leave the child alone. I told my wife that Maggie's name is Maggie's choice, and we don't really have a say in that. But my wife won't stop hounding me over this totally basic thing. Do I just let it go, or is there another way I can advocate for my Maggie's autonomy? Uh, what is... Is it Magdalene? Is that what it is? Um, I mean, it, it is a name. If she doesn't want to be called Mag... I mean... What do you want to call it? Just Mags? I mean, people have short names. I don't. I don't understand. What is? What's the name? What? What are we talking about? It's. You said it was. You'd expect to see in a young adult fantasy novel. Fine. I mean, maybe she'll embrace it when she becomes an adult. I mean, there. That's one thing to to think about. But if she just wants to be called Maggie, then call. I mean, that's no big deal. That's a name. We're not talking about fucking any of that gender bullshit. We're just talking about a name. It's just a name. You know, there could be compromise on that. If she wants to be called, and, and what's the bigger name? Is it like Magdalene or Magalina or, you know, uh, fucking Magalione? I don't, I don't know. I've never, I've never read a young adult fantasy novel. So I'm not really sure what you're referring to. But, you know, the short and sweet is, is endearing. So just use Maggie or, or Mags. It doesn't. I don't, I don't see where the fucking major life crisis is at. And with that note, I've been in somewhat of a steady, and I've been in a somewhat steady relationship for about six years. Okay, and we've been engaged for about six months. Oh boy, things were kind of rocky the first couple of years of this relationship. On again, off again. But for the last few years, we've been together. Things have been great. We are like best friends. Our one big problem. We don't have sex or any kind of romance. I try, but it is never returned. I started looking elsewhere, including escorts. Nothing ever serious, just some fun. I can afford easy. I can, I can afford easily afford this with my income. I make a lot of money. I know it would devastate my fiance if she found out. Yep. She also is a very jealous person, so I could see the situation becoming very unstable if she ever found out. Things have gotten much more complicated recently as I've started to become more intimate with one of the escorts. She's a pretty, She has been pretty deeply involved in the adult industry over the last few years, really once OnlyFans and COVID ramped up. She lives in a different city a few hours away. We love to see each other seven to ten days a month, go on trips and talk and text a lot. I'm helping her financially. Well, yeah. Again, this is a drop in the bucket to me. But I haven't asked her to stop her work. But if I were ever be serious with her, she would have to. I'm feeling emotionally connected to this person, even though this is probably foolish. I can't help but think how much time I enjoy spending with her. But also, I feel like I kind of sucked being. I, I feel like I've been kind of sucked into a sugar daddy situation. We likely do genuinely care about each other, but I know she has similar relationships that ended quickly when she no, was no longer being financially supported. 
but at the same time, can I get married to someone who I know is not sexually attracted to me? I, I feel like this that usually happens much later on in marriage, and that going into a marriage like this is an awful idea. I feel like the prudent thing to do would be to end both relationships and work on myself and try to find something that works on all fronts. But that sounds exhausting. <laughs> okay. Especially when I have two relationships right now that both seem like they could work if a couple things were fixed or if more commitment was shown. Calling me off the engagement sounds brutal. If I ask for some time apart during our engagement, should I spend some of that time with the other woman to see if things would ever progress to the point where I could be more than a sugar daddy relationship? What should I do? Um, all right. First things first. Before we even talk about the whole your OnlyFans person, the first thing you do, you need to do. Um, well, I would say the way you're thinking, if this person is rejecting you sexually and you guys are in a committed relationship per se, well, you've already broken that off. So I would just say if you guys are not, if you're not intimate at all, there's no, there's no relationship. There's no, there's nothing there. There's no relationship. It's just you guys are together. And if she's not, I guess, putting out per se, and you're already seeing other people, then there's no relationship there, and this has to end because you're just you're doing a disservice to the woman you're engaged with. You're doing a disservice to yourself, and you're also doing a disservice to this chick on OnlyFans. I don't know how that relationship would ever work. I can see how it would, um, but I mean. Let's focus on the on the engagement here. That person, your your fiance, you know that person. Um, most importantly, you're only you're what you're doing to that person. Um, that needs to end. That has to end because you're doing them a great disservice by playing this game of pretend. Like they're extremely jealous, uh, but they won't. They won't. They won't be intimate with you. They won't spend that. You know that thing that emotionally ties you two together. It's like, all right. Well, that's not working. That needs to end. It just has to. It's like, who were you kidding? And if not for them, do it for yourself. Okay. You don't want to be with them. You don't. You don't. You're just going through the paces. Uh, and a lot of the paces are rejected. Now this other person. Obviously, I don't think you can be with them given their line of work. I mean, don't yell at me for fucking thinking this way. It's it's obviously the elephant in the room. Um, this open relationship thing doesn't – it's not a great path. It isn't. So you – I mean, supporting this person, it's like uh, – if you want to do that, that's your business, but – do they really want to be with you for you? That's the thing. You have to find that out. It's like I'm – if you're going to tell this person I'm going to – you know, I'm ending my relationship. It's like you clearly have some things you do need to work out for yourself. And maybe telling both parties that this isn't working out you because you're not – you don't want to sleep with me. And the other one, you uh, – I don't know if this would work if – because I don't want to be with anybody – who is, you know, looking to, uh, you know, please others in such a way that would make me feel uncomfortable and insecure. It's like, you know, I'm not against 
their line of work. But at the same time, uh, monotony is a excuse me, monotony. Excuse me, monogamy is something I do support um, for the majority of people. So, if you were to make this work, uh, there has to be some ground rules. But you're not going to tell somebody else what to do with their life and how they choose to work. That's their business. And if they choose to kick you to the curb because they don't want to lose their their thing, then you kind of have only one person to look out for, and that's you. And you need to strongly consider just focusing on yourself because you know what? It looks like that's the right thing to do, and it looks like you kind of need it. I understand you're looking for that deep, dark, you know, secret love in a place that you didn't expect to find it, but it's probably not what you're expecting. It's probably not what you're looking for. And quite frankly, you're only going to hurt yourself even more than you realize. All right, one more and we'll close up. I have a colleague, Brenda, who is a lot older than me and tends to comment on my appearance a lot. Usually it's that she thinks I'm dressed too hot or too cold for the weather. But the other day, she commented on my dress's plunging neckline. It, quote, it wasn't. Now flattering it was, and that I should show off my figure more often. All right. I know she's coming from a motherly place and probably thinks she's too flat. She's flattering me, but I find it not only annoying, but uncomfortable. How do I get her to stop without alienating her? She's kind of moody to begin with. Should I just suck it up? I just can't imagine saying anything about someone's appearance other than love that outfit plunging neckline what's uh what team does brenda play for and i mean i would say don't dress so wait is this at the workplace where is this that's a colleague it's a work colleague all right well i mean i don't know what's the deal with brenda does she pay your bills i mean what's the deal there um could you put up with it i mean i guess you could uh the whole plunging neckline thing what's that i mean Obviously, the immediate go-to answer is, nope, don't put up with it. File a complaint with HR, and it's like, ugh. Once you have to deal with that scenario, it's like, why even work for that fucking place to begin with if you got to put up with that shit? You know, I always, in this podcast, have an opera automatic go-to. It's like, it's a workplace, okay? You can always find another shit job, all right? And your dress, and your dresses, and maybe you are overthinking the whole plunging neckline thing. I mean, thinks you're too dressed, you're too hot or too cold for the weather. Maybe she got a point. Maybe you are. But if she did comment, wait, she said that your plunging neckline was flattering and that you should show off your figure more often. All right. All right. It's Brenda. It's not Brian. I mean, obviously, it was, if Brian was doing it, then it's like, you know, ugh. Unless you're into Brian, in that case, you know. But it, are you into Brenda? It seems like you. It doesn't seem like you're into Brenda. But maybe Brenda's into you. Huh? It seems like. I mean, a Brenda can go. Maybe it's just Brenda's older. Tends to comment on your appearance. Well, you see her a lot. You know, if you tend to like talk to people less and less and less, and not give them the time of day, or walk around them, they tend to kind of like move on with their life. You know, and that's something you can try to you can try and do with Brenda before you go pounding on HR's door. You just consider that person as a job too. But I mean, 
if you think her comments are out of line. I mean, has she ever hit on you? Has Brenda ever tried to give you the, you know, the, uh, you know, you're sure try to slide her number across the desk? Like, you ever give me the cougar? You know, give me a call. You know, she ever done that? No? All right, well, then it's a fucking workplace. She hasn't, tr- if she hasn't tried to, you know, seduce you in any way, then just move on with it. Anyways, uh... We're at 43 minutes. We're going to go ahead and close up shop for this week's Q&A and this week's podcast. I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. I know there's a lot going on. I know turkeys are expensive if they're not even available at all, but try to make the best of it as you can. If you have questions, concerns, or comments, um, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, or you can hit me up directly at my website, positivesarcasm.com, in the contact section. Like, subscribe, share, donate. And then, of course, the Weevil app is available in the affiliate link in the description down below. And if you want to see the video version of this podcast, go ahead and check it out on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all after the first holiday of the year. Well, first, you know, it's the holiday season. Holiday of the year. Thank you for listening, watching, subscribing. I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.